one of the very first international candidates that we helped to land a role at um, one of the big four um, was based out of Mexico. Well, not, not based out of Mexico. He was trying to be placed in Mexico. And he was studying in the United States. And um, he was targeting, obviously, Bain, BCG, McKinsey. And it was a, obviously a lot of effort for him to get the interviews. I mean, I remember he was telling me the story about how he had... Um, I mean, networking himself, you know, crazy to get these interviews, calling up and calling up to get interviews. And eventually they agreed to interview him. And I, I liked the guy. I thought he was a very capable, you know, very ambitious, very articulate, very professional young man. Clearly someone with a bright future. One of, one of the reasons we took him into the program. And um, he was telling me the story about um, when he presented his candidacy to the BCG partner. Final round, right? So his final round interview at BCG in Mexico City. And the BCG partner basically laughed at him because of the school he went to, which I think is, I don't know the actual ranking, you know, depending on which one you look at, but I saw one that said, you know, the school is ranked, I think, 99th or 98th for engineering in the United States. So it's a basic, pretty much an unknown school, you know. If I, if I mention the school here, which I'm not going to do, you'd call it a party school. So another great school, you know, the partner scoffed or laughed, depending on how you look at it. And, you know, I'm sure it's one of the reasons he was declined. Other reasons were given, but I'm sure this contributed to it as well. So the issue of why you went to a school, while it's an important question, it's not common again, but it's going to come up, you know, if you go to an unknown school, you know, why did you pick this school? If you're so good and so talented, and you have such a passion for engineering or whatever subject, why didn't you pick the school that's regarded as a leader in its discipline? And there is only one answer, I'm going to tell you right now, there's only one answer that would work here. Again, I don't want you to lie, but if this answer can work for you, use it. If not, then you have to think of a different answer. I mean, I'm pretty sure 100% of the people are going to use this answer, even if it cannot work for them, because it's impossible to corroborate, right? So if, if let's say someone asks, you know, why did you go to the University of, I don't know, University of um, Alabama to study engineering, assuming it's not a highly ranked university, and you, let's assume you're being interviewed by Stanford or MIT engineering PhD there, who's a partner. How would you respond to that? Well, there's only one answer for a weak school. And the, uh, the winning answer, which cannot be disputed, has never failed, is the following answer. Well, you know, obviously, I looked at um, the rankings, and I know my school is not in the top 50. In fact, I think we, we ranked a little bit you know, further than what you pointed out. We're not ranked in the, in the 50s. We ranked, I think, 78. And you know, I really seriously considered going to a school that was highly ranked. But I also realized that when you go to university, you're going to learn. And learning means you have a teacher. That's the dynamic. There has to be a student and a teacher, right, for this dynamic to work. And while it was okay for me to pick a school like Stanford or you know, Harvard or Princeton or whatever based on the fact that it was ranked highly in, in an external ranking, I wasn't sure how those rankings were compiled and what emphasis was placed on the different criteria. However, what I was sure of is that when I attended at uh, this school's, you know, the University of Alabama's uh, open program to meet some of the professors, I found two professors in particular who I thought showed real interest in my development. We spent a lot of time talking about the curriculum and things that I was interested in. And even when I left and I followed up with them by email, I could see that they were really passionate about teaching. And yes, the school is not ranked in the top 50. But to me, I think that these two professors would rank among some of the best teachers that I've ever had, and I would rather work with someone 
who is going to have a vested interest in my development and be sincere about my development, then you know work with a university that's you know, well known. And I'm, it's not I'm not saying anything negative about these universities. I'm sure they're wonderful, but I do believe that the mere fact that these professors showed so much interest in me has given me an education that I may not necessarily have received at a better school. So that's why I picked the University of Alabama. That, my friends, is a winning answer. You cannot dispute that answer. And why can you not dispute that answer? Because no one can tell you you are wrong. It is a personal choice. When you give a personal choice, you can never be told you are wrong. And why you pick a university is a personal choice. Yeah, sure, there are financial reasons and so on, and you're welcome to bring it up. You know, I, I met a candidate who once told me, you know, I asked her, why did you go to Harvard? You know, you've got an exceptional background. She said it was financial reasons. She couldn't afford a two-year program, even with full scholarship. You know, she just couldn't defer income for that long. And that's a valid reason to me. You, you can't be faulted for that. Sure, some people may tell you, well, if you really care, you would, you know, take the hit. But the point is, you know, she's very successful and now got into every every school she wanted to. So coming back to this, uh, you know, why this school answer, it's a very good answer. It will always work. Now, the fact that I've put this into a podcast means everyone's going to take it. So obviously adjust it for your own needs. It's not a very common answer. I've never seen anyone using it, but it is a winning answer. And, and just to build on this point about using emotional answers, use emotional answers when they are appropriate. You know, if someone asks you, why did you choose to do this kind of analysis for a bullet point you put in your resume, an emotional response cannot work. If you put an emotional response, you look like you're someone who cannot think analytically. So use an emotional response only when it is appropriate. And in this case, it is appropriate. Other cases where it may be appropriate would be know why you're choosing this office or this region it could work but i prefer more substantive reasons but you know when you try to describe the school you've chosen clearly that is the winning answer you cannot go wrong in that answer if you gave that answer you could have went to the school that's the worst school in the world and we've had some students who went to some of the worst schools in the world i went to i we once coached a student into uh, BCG that went to a school that's not even ranked in the top 10,000 worldwide undergraduate schools. Well, I mean, this school is just terrible. We, we coached a student who was ranked, we went to a school that was ranked, I think, 12th in South Africa. We, we coached a student who, was, who went to a school that was ranked 13th in Brazil. And, you know, this is one of the federal schools, so they're not good anyway. The point is, emotional re- reasons can work when they are called for. And if you present this reason for why you've picked a certain school, it is a winner. Just make sure you can put in enough detail so your answer does not sound generic. If you want to talk about professors, name the professors, name the disciplines if you have to. Not too much details, but just enough to add credibility to your story.